up that diesel. Um, 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 let's go diesel. Um. Dog. First of all, where the hell is the owner? <laughs> the fuck the coach has cancer, dog. Where hey, are you, you at? You know, but hold on, Cliff. You know where he's at because you told. Remember, I was the one that said I thought he would come back and say something. You told me no, so you know where he at. He ain't, he ain't about to show face. You're not gonna show your face when your coach has cancer. Crazy, right? That is a good point. I didn't even think about that. Where mm-hmm. is he? Where the fuck is this nigga, man? He's on his fucking yacht. Where was the yacht at again? Dubai or some shit? Is that where it's at? I'm sick of this nigga, man. I'm so sick of this nigga, man. I'm so sick of this nigga. Plus, you know he's in the middle of a big time legal battle with the minority owners, man. So he got a lot of shit on his legal battles. We change the team name. We don't see your face. The coach gets hired. We didn't see your face. The fucking coach has cancer. Where the fuck are you, bro? You don't even give us like a two minute clip or nothing. nothing. He always showed up to say happy Thanksgiving and give us his nervous, anxious chuckle like happy Thanksgiving. Uh huh. Uh-huh. When, when, when the team put out a statement for Rivera, was it from Snyder or just from, did it say like, you know, I think it was like from the team? Oh my gosh. This nigga sucks, dog. I really I'm thought he so was a show fan. I'm tired of it. I'm sick of it. It like makes me hopeless about this working out with Rivera, man. Mm mm. Well, that let's, shit let's, ain't changed with him. Well, let's talk about let's talk about this because he didn't show face this week, and there's two pretty significant moves this week. Hired a new team president, mm-hmm. and Ron Rivera got diagnosed with a, a storm of treatable, but it's still cancer. It's like, where are you? Where are you at? Are you gonna show where your face? Are you? Are you, are you yeah, man. He put a statement out for Jason Wright, and uh, the team, the team put out a statement for coach's diagnosis. That's Nigga, you can't Facetime. You can't Facetime something, bro. That's what I was you saying. I would think phones? he could at least give us a two-minute clip, like you know, like, you wanted this to be coach-centric, but you can't even support the coach with the shit that's going on. Like this is a serious matter here. And, I mean, and not to change the subject real quick, but considering that hiring the first black team president in the history of the NFL. I mean, this would be a good time for you to get your face in front mm-hmm. of a camera and have some good pub. But no, mm-hmm. not not Dan Snyder. No, sir. Can't be bothered. He sucks. Yeah. Fucking but, sick of that guy. So sick of him. Right. <laughs> how, let's do talk about- a, how do you announce a team president? <laughs> With a fucking statement. <laughs> and then he, the team president, had to go do all the fucking ESPNs, all this no one else. Oh, well, you know Where Dan was not going to do that, Cliff. Come on now. Where, dog, he was not going to do that. I'm so sick of this guy. I'm just, I'm, what I'm saying, what I'm thinking is maybe Dan was like, you know what? If I let Jason go out here and, you know, this will be good publicity for the team. You know, no. like it's, it's, it's a good, you know, with the sexual harassment case they just had, it's best if I step back and I let my new team president, you know, take all these questions. Yeah, Corey, I feel you want. I feel you on that, but like I was saying, this is like it's wildly known that people don't fuck with you like that, Dan. Like he knows it, everybody knows it. But like, who's hating on, you, But who's hating on this move? This is a great moment for the NFL and your team. He had a few haters. There were a few haters, like the Max Kellermans of the world. Well, what Max, Max Kellerman. 
Oh, Kellerman was like, this was just um all for show. Like, this is a token. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Shut the Shut fuck, the up, fuck up. Sure did. You know, and I didn't even I, hear that. I listened to two sentences of it and I cut that shit off. Yeah. It's see, because I have not issues with the hire, but this is all I'll say. He is the first black president in history of the league. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it by then nature the first would be considered token is what Matt Kellerman's saying, which means that no one should hire the first black team president. Mm-hmm. So shut the fuck up. Yep. Every time we get somewhere, someone comes and says, well, it's, oh, this is not the way it should be done. It's tokenism. Mm-hmm. But we can't be like, well, we don't get opportunities. Then we get an opportunity. It's labeled tokenism. It, it, but Cliff, you know what? Any any good that the team could do, the Max Kellermans of the world, uh, what's the yeah, dude from pro football talk? Florio, they don't care. Yeah. It's, it's it's all negativity because they obviously they don't fuck with Snyder. They don't fuck with the team. They never like the name. So even when they do do something good, whether it's genu- it, genuine, like this is a great hire. The dude is qualified, clearly. The league wants him in their NFL executive office. Jason Reed wrote a story about dude has the potential to be the first black NFL commissioner down the line. But Max Kellerman out here like, uh, it's it's a token move. Like, come Listen, on. Listen, my Four. issue with I don't have an issue with him. I want to be clear. I don't have issues with him. Issue I have when someone like this gets hired is that literally he's just a black guy with the standard white guy's resume. Right? Like he worked at like McKinsey. Dude went to Northwestern, man. Went to Northwest. Like he has like a very standard background that normally like he's not I don't see him I don't see hiring someone like this as being any different than hiring any other team president the only difference is that this guy is black Mm -hmm. dude went to the University of Chicago Booth School of Business bro (laughs) ain't no one talking to me about this being no token move man incredibly qualified are you kidding me I mean he's also an ex-player McKinsey he's an ex-player too that that does play into a little bit because not a lot of team presidents are ex-players. I mean, let, let's count them. I mean, John maybe, Lynch, off the top of my head, is the only one I can really think of right now off the top of my head. Oh, yeah, but you, you – well, not Elway. Elway, sorry, Elway and Lynch. No, the, the issue is that only white guys get to be team president. So, it, if by nature, in a league that's majority black, if you decide that only white guys get to be the team president, then you're going to have to start hiring presidents who aren't players. Well, this was the same league that said only <laughs> white guys could play quarterback at some at one point. Right, right. Yeah. And now look at and now look at your league now. Mm-hmm. Right. So, what exactly is is Wright's responsibility is going to be? Definitely, at least like handling everything over the business side. But I guess he's going to be in charge of the team name. He's he said, be in charge of the stadium yep. search. Right. Mm-hmm. He's a part of stadium search name everything on the business side. He says he's not doing anything football related basically said it's two chiefs he's the chief on the business side mm-hmm. Rivera's the chief on the football side so that's yeah. what he does he's a businessman so right and I, I really am embracing the idea of Jason Wright being here because of one thing he said that made a lot of sense is that they're moving in a totally different direction when I think of the former team and the former team name I think about uh you know the fight song and the Lombardi trophies and the tradition of that, they're moving in a totally different direction. I think mm-hmm. they're going to switch everything up. They're, honestly, yeah. they need to be targeting a younger 
demographic anyway as far as fans because I feel the old team was kind of like the older fans and like the people who remember the 80s stuff like that you're trying to do something totally different so I'm glad to have a fresh set of eyes with that kind of uh that kind of movement in mind like let's get a fresh set of eyes somebody that knows about rebranding somebody who knows a lot about yep uh doing this total overhaul of a business perspective and and putting them in charge and saying just do what you got to do. Rivera's on one side. You're on the other. You both report to Dan, wherever he might be. Hit him on Skype or Zoom or whatever you got to do. Fax him a contract. Feel free to use fax machines? I don't even know. But just, you, you got that. You, you know You're that in charge. probably does. <laughs> <laughs> but also, even to that, Paul, Dan ran off the old fan base. So to be honest with you, it, it would be best if you're right. If Jason Wright does go after, you know, the younger crowd and, you know, obviously you're trying to get new fans and you're trying to get the team back in DC like it would make sense for him to do that but I wouldn't completely ignore the older fans because you know even though it's still a history to this team you know what I'm saying like it is it is but I think they're looking at this as an opportunity to essentially start from scratch yep the franchise is needed to right the franchise especially under Allen became so obsessed with the past like, in terms of the uniforms, the kind of shit we did. There was such an obsession over um, the way shit used to be. You know what I well, mean? Well, Bruce told us the culture is damn good. Right. right. And, and, and that's what, what you said, Cliff. <laughs> it, it's one of the things I hated most about Bruce, and I'm sure you can feel me on this, is like this undeserved prestige that he always walked around with this arrogance because mm-hmm. the Redskins used to be this. I'm like, well, you didn't earn any of that. But you're still walking around acting like the Lombardis belong to you. Well, that's also because his daddy was a part of the history, and he felt like right. oh, I'm my right. Pops. This is my this is my team. Like and my, right, and my shit is like all that history you talk about, yep. Bruce. You yep. ain't do none of it. None of it. And all you're doing is fucking embarrassing mm-hmm. our franchise. One thing Bruce did was bring back the mustard pants. So, so I think what you get to do when you like you were saying, Paul. And if it's going to be these two wings and you bring someone like him in, you tr- you're pushing to get a new stadium. This is an this is almost like an expansion team in a way. Yeah. Right? We are going to be a brand new team. No one is saying ignore the past because that's just still going to be – and I'm actually curious to see how they incorporate the past into the new team. Like where, what space in which they honor those the, the past of the team. But this is an opportunity to basically be a new franchise, which is what we need because we are a joke. Yeah, Plain I hear you. I mean, that not this is not an apples to apples comparison. Actually, it's quite silly. But it, you've seen Batman, right? You've seen the Batman movies, like Dark Knight and shit. The whole idea of the movies was to destroy Gotham because it becomes so toxic that it was beyond saving. And we don't have a Batman, unfortunately. So just tear this shit down. Like this organization <laughs> is, but, but for real, think about it. Under Snyder, the past twenty years. This place has become such a laughing stock, such a toxic, just unsavable, unsavory situation that f- going after these fans that were older, I mean, that's great and everything, but honestly, you need to press the reset button hard and go after a younger demographic who are going to be the eventual older fans of this team, but didn't grow up with 20 years of misery. You know what I'm saying? Basically the yeah. DC Defender fan base. No, but you need to win games. That Yeah. yeah. What, Very simple. You can't be 3-13, 4-12 right. trying to build a brand because that ain't going to work. Sh- you have a shitty brand. That's mm-hmm. see, the issue 
now is going to be now the responsibility to win games is even higher. Because yep. you don't have, you don't get to live on the old shit anymore. Because you're not the same teammate. Right? So we don't, they don't get to like talk about the past in the same way anymore. This mm-hmm. is a new football team. It's going to be in a new stadium, new team name, new uniforms. Mm-hmm. So if you out here going 3-13 and 13 every year, then you are even a bigger joke. Because <laughs> when they go look your fucking page up, on Wikipedia, it's just going to be three and thirteens all over the place. Yep, ain't going to be no titles there. Oh, we had the nineties. No, this is a new football team. Three and thirteen records with a shit stadium. Good me, luck, Mister yeah. Wright. Let me ask you a question. How far do you think professionalism goes in this? Because part of the reason we were a joke when we were going four and twelve, three and thirteen, Bruce here is the fact that Bruce was an asshole, right? I mean, Jason Wright, I mean, we don't know anything about him yet as far as, but it's hard to imagine he would be anywhere near, even if he's not good at his job, anywhere near as embarrassing as Bruce. You know what I'm saying? I think the professional outfit that's now in the front office and the coaching staff kind of lends yeah. me to believe that maybe there's a more professional and more Absolutely. like, no, a more I, professional outfit. Sure. So it's like, you might 100%. be losing games, you might not be going to the Super Bowl or the playoffs year one, year two, whatever, but at least that's something to be spoken on is the fact that, right. yeah, you're a bad team, but at least you're not a fucking joke. It's right. In every aspect, like not just on the field. Yeah, because you know remember Bruce was saying we were winning off the field, Cliff. I don't, know, I don't know if this was really talked about. I can't remember where I read this. But you know they spoke to the guy's victim. The team did. Yeah. Oh, and that was like a major that. part in why they they did what they did in like how they handled it with with guys. Mm-hmm. This team would not have done that shit under the fuckery that they would have called this the local sheriff. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> that was the kind of fuckery we were up to before. Remember what, what happened when we saw Ruben Foster? When yep. they, when the franchise said we called people down there. They would not have handled the guy's situation like this. Um under the previous administration. Uh, yeah, no, yeah. he definitely still, he would still be on the roster and everything. Can you 100%. imagine the past eight months under Gruden and Bruce between everything that's going on with the pandemic and the team name and the sexual harassment and Geist? Over for 4, bet that. Over for 4, 100%. <laughs> and, and you know what's in, well, the thing about, um, I sort of feel bad for Gruden in a way, right? Here, and here's why. And I thought I was thinking about this. Easy now, Cliff. during the guy stuff. <laughs> Don't forget, nah, nah, we, we, nah, we, we saw photos of Gruden down on Loud One, sitting on the curb, legs nah, crossed and shit, Indian style. Don't forget about out. that. He was sauced up because with no well, all the bops. <laughs> nah, because no one, because there was no accountability, and the people that were making all the decisions never actually answered for them whether it's Bruce or Snyder, it was constantly left to Gruden to answer these fucking questions. So you, so but Cliff, it's funny me, Cliff, make and that, he had no power. With that said, now you see why he's leaving everything to Rivera and Wright. Danny is a scared ass little turd. He's not coming nah, out of his fucking hole. But, but I'm saying that, <laughs> nah, but I'm saying the difference is Rivera has power. Absolutely. Like, Gruden was being asked about shit that he had no control over. I'm with you on that. 
It's like I'm the only person answering these fucking questions. Yeah. And I don't get any fucking say so on anything. I'm with you on that. No, I so then every time y'all go make a dumbass move or you embarrass us, they're like, hey coach, what do you think? It's like, I don't fucking know. You think they told me? <laughs> they didn't tell me we'll be traded for Alex Smith. Oh shit. You know what I'm saying? Jay was like, well, I found out when I woke up. <laughs> like, remember that shit? Remember that shit, dog? Oh, no, the ticker. <laughs> or didn't he say Doug Williams told him don't say nothing or some shit like that? I no, I, I it was something that. like huh. I'm, uh what was it? Was it like I'm gonna call you back in five minutes, pick up what I call <laughs> you or some, something like that? It was some shit like that, Paul. Yep. <laughs> so like that's what I'm saying. Like he was constantly left to answer all these fucking questions, man. That's what but that's what I'm talking about, Cliff. Like <sighs> imagine working at a national news outlet and hearing that. Yeah. The head coach of the Washington football team didn't know they were trading for a quarterback <laughs> until after he had to find that shit out on the ticker on ESPN. Right. Redskins trade for Alex Smith. He like, was what? Involved. I'm coaching who? Chris <laughs> Russell. <laughs> Chris Russell was like, JJ, so when did you find out about the Alex Smith news? Found about it on the ticker. What, Jay? <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. So he had literally no power. <laughs> he was constantly having to answer questions of which he had no involvement in the decision. At least Rivera is involved in these decisions. Yeah. These yeah. are his decisions. Yeah. It's not, hey, Josh Doxon, what can you tell us about him? <laughs> you think Josh, you think Jake, well, I wanted Michael Thomas. And they remember, they said mm-hmm. that he wanted Michael Thomas yep. going into that draft. Yep. This motherfucker has to take Josh Doxon. Doxon is a fucking disaster. <laughs> They don't assign any receivers for him. They're like, yo, we got Doxon. He's like, well, Doxon sucks, guys. Oh, God. So, like, we're not going to be dealing with that type of shit anymore, man. Mm-hmm. That's I, a beautiful thing, though. So, we have the, I think we're all in agreement. The team is trending in the right direction as far as, when, like Paul said, when it comes to the professionalism. Because I feel like the interviews that I've seen Jason write in, like, he's made me feel good when he's talked. I never felt that way about Bruce Allen. Oh, no, his introductory press conference or introductory interview with Strahan was more well said than anything Bruce said in 10 years. Anything. What do you mean? Winning off the field. You fucking kidding me? You fucking kidding me. We are 3-13. and Our stadium is a dump. You have the nerve to say we're winning off the field? I think the I think the thing is what we finally have is the franchise is no longer delusional. About yes, the actual reality that you yes. suck. Mm-hmm. You suck. But you they stink. got but accept it, Cliff. But move forward. Stop believing yeah. that you're winning or your culture's good. Accept that your whole franchise is shitty. Well, that's that the was way that, you could move forward. You that's, have what to me, that, that's what Lafamina did. Forward. He he tried to be uh transparent about the waiting list and he got his ass fired. Exactly. So. Now we got to ask ourselves, is Dan going to allow Jason Wright to do his damn job? Well, I think the big... Damn sure they let LaFamina do it. I think listen, the bigger question... Go ahead, Cliff. My bad. Go ahead. No, no, no. Paul, go ahead. No, I, I was going to say, I think the bigger question is, not Dan. I think there needs to be a clear separation between what Jason Wright is asked to do and what Ron Rivera is asked to do. Because you had Bruce doing, having his fingerprints on every single thing under him. Whether it was the personnel, whether it was the business, whether it was marketing, ticketing, whatever... I think that Wright needs to do his job and not interfere with the team unless asked to do so or some sort of capacity and Ron Rivera needs to handle the team and not worry about business. We had said this podcast a bunch of times that we're worried that Ron was going to be doing too much 
between everything you've been asked to do on top of the team name and stuff like that. Like now you don't have to worry about it. But those two should never intersect unless it's a very specific situation that requires both of them, and that's it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Now, I, I sort of wonder, <clears throat> excuse me, I sort of wonder, um, like, I'm not necessarily worried about Snyder interfering. I think my concern is the team isn't particularly good right now. Right. So, how patient are you? That's that goes back to my point, Cliff. Yep, because he's not a very patient individual, man. That's why I'm saying, is he going to allow? And that's what I was saying, Paul. It's not just is he going to allow Jason Wright to do his job? Is he going to let Rivera do his job? Is he going to let Kyle Smith do his job? I don't know. Uh, I forget forget the guy's name that he brought back in. Um, who's the executive VP that's going to be working under um Jason Wright? They brought him in three weeks ago. What's his name again? He's, he's slipping. Terry, Terry something. Yeah, Terry Bateman. He, he's going to be working close with Jason Wright. Like, yeah, clearly that dude has a connection to Snyder. But Dan, are you going to be going behind Jason Wright's back like you used to do with other employees? Right. Are you going to sabotage this? Thank you, dickhead. <laughs> this may be me being completely just uh, just naive. Actually, I'm pretty sure I'm being naive, man. But you have to think that at some point, Dan has to realize that it's time to butt the fuck out, right? And, I mean, you just fired Bruce. This is easily the worst offseason you've had since you bought the team. Easily. Butt the fuck out, man. Let these people do their it job. Is? You want to do a coach-centric <laughs> thing? I mean, wait, is this the worst offseason? We, we might have to have it, a, it's a gotta separate be. podcast. It's, it's a separate podcast. But I think it fact, is, but we, we got to have a separate podcast. We should do a podcast, podcast where we go through the 10 worst offseason. Because we, we can't remember. Era. Don't forget the Jeez. bingo caller year. The Jim Zorn. Yes. Nah. We got it. No, I mean, that's embarrassing, but this, no, we're changing the team name. The cheerleading scandal. No, there was a sexual assault scandal where they said all the the male employees or several male employees was treating that joint like a brothel. Like, this is worse. J.P. Finley tweeted out a couple days ago. He was like, yeah, it truly was a frat house with that franchise. Animal house ass niggas, man. Fuck. Mm -hmm. We are doing a top 10 worst (laughs) off-seasons in the Snyder era. Absolutely. I, we got to do a pod. I think if we actually went and looked back at some of the fucking nonsense <laughs> that is going on in our off seasons, we would be surprised that this one might actually not be the worst. Oh, I already have a, two, a few at the top of my list right now. <laughs> it actually might not be the worst one. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, that is horrible to think about. <laughs> Imagine going to a fan of another team and being like, Imagine you had to change your team name. There's a sexual assault account, uh, a, a accusal of your front office, your running backs, our choking motherfuckers and shit, and your coach gets cancer. And there's a debate whether that's the worst season or, or not like damn for real like Snyder fuck is you doing I'm gonna have to look into it because I'm not so sure it is I'm pretty sure when Snyder was more hands on that we had more fuckery going on Cliff, I have that we several about. there's several there's several off seasons that come to my mind but we're gonna save it for another podcast <laughs> because I have a lot right now believe me yeah. mm. alright let's talk to, about Rivera real quick uh, obviously everybody knows by now that uh he was diagnosed with, um, I, I forgot the specific type of cancer. It, I, I don't want to butcher it. It's, it's like, yeah, that's it. Thank yeah. you. Um, hope for a speedy recovery for him and hope that he takes care of himself. Uh, I guess the main question on everybody's mind outside of 
how long it's going to take for him to make a full recovery is how is this going to affect his ability to coach your team and lead this team? I think right now we're at a very, very vulnerable point as far as a team. Because like Cliff mentioned, the team has not looked good in training camp. Uh, depending on who you listen to, the offense has been bad. And I think that the leadership that he's providing is very, very important for us to turn a corner heading into Philly in three Sundays from now. Um, That's fucking crazy. Yeah. 21 I days. a game in three weeks. Yeah, three weeks. It, what is it? It's 2.56 on Sunday afternoon. That means in 21 days, we'll be in my basement probably screaming at – Down 21-7. <laughs> oh, wow. 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 Why are you being problematic like that, dog? Come on, you mean, Deshaun, six for one. You just going to see Deshaun Early cry on. Right out the gate. Two catches, 111. Right two out touchdowns. the gate. Mm-hmm. But we'll say that for the Eagles preview. <laughs> but like I was saying, it's important for him to be here right now, if he can be. Obviously, his health is more important. And listen, I can only speak for myself. I don't I don't want to see the MAGA man be the head coach. Uh, MAGA, MAGA Jack. <laughs> MAGA Jack. Yeah, man. <laughs> what I'm calling him from now on, yeah. Maggie oh, Jacks, man. Not only, be, not only because of that, but he also wasn't really a great head coach. You know, oh, I know it's no, no, temporary no. Ter- You're no, disrespecting. Do not. Yeah, we, we can't. Let's not disrespect. I mean, I don't think I don't think Jack Del Rio was some amazing head coach. He was a good coach in Jacksonville. Yes, he like, was. Like based on how we assess who is a good coach or not, he was a good coach in Jacksonville. He okay. definitely was. Didn't yeah, they go to the yeah, playoffs in Oakland? The Oakland Raiders. Mm-hmm. He took them to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jay Gruden went to the playoffs. <laughs> no, no, they won like that was the year that they won like twelve games. Uh, they yeah, they won like twelve games in Oakland. Remember, the, yeah, the, the one the year, year when Derek Carr broke his leg. Yeah, yep, yeah, yep. that's in Oakland, bro. That is true. The only they're they're with us in terms of shitty. Literally, at least they got I mean, a stadium now. I mean, they've been to the Super Bowl in the last twenty years. That they have, which we yeah. Which we can't really say for ourselves. And but also, we got. Let's keep in mind, Del Rio had the same scenario when he was in Denver with um, John Fox, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot yeah, about that. Yeah. yeah, he filled in. So I mean, not saying it's something that you want to have to deal with on an everyday basis, but at least Del Rio's got a little experience stepping in. You know, no, nah, Maga Jack, Maga Jack, coach, <laughs> football team. Hey, that's his new name for us, Maga Jack. Call <laughs> <Maga> Jack. <laughs> oh, the goddamn blitz, Maga Jack. <laughs> Maga Jack. Mega Jack dialing them blitzes up. Oh. Listen, I think the issue is he is literally the spokesperson for the football team. Mm-hmm. And if he had to step away, who the fuck would talk on behalf of the football operations? This is the whole problem when your fucking owner doesn't say shit. If he had to step My guess is it's going to be Kyle be- Smith. I'm going to go with Kyle Smith. Jesus, I hear what you're saying, Cliff. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm assuming there's going to be times when obviously Rivera, he's not going to be able to speak, and he's dealing with a lot as far as the chemo and all that situation. Del Rio will obviously be doing football operations during the week. Rivera said he was hoping that he would be available on Sundays, but if not, Del Rio will step up. But I personally think they're going to probably pass that off to Kyle Smith because, like we said, Jason Wright's not a part of any type of football operation. Yeah, yeah. the next well, man in charge. Well, we're assuming these people have a plan. I do not assume Daniel Snyder has a plan for anything. All right, that's my concern. that's my only concern here. He's, you know, you. look, we've seen other teams that go through this. The Colts had to go through it, right? Mm-hmm. And interesting thing about the Colts is that the person who was the replacement coach 
actually should have been the head coach of the football team. Mm-hmm. Old Bruce. You might have won. You might have gone to the Super Bowl. And your quarterback would probably still be playing. But that's a different conversation. <laughs> uh, um, but that's my that's my only concern is there there would be no face of the football team. I have a concern. I have a concern. Mm-hmm. COVID. He's obviously now at a much higher risk, you know, to being around mm-hmm. any players. How do you think they go about that? Like, I don't. Not saying they, the wrestling could should save Rivera from himself because, from what I remember, the doctors told Rivera that he should be doing what he loves to stay active, right? But you're now diagnosed with a very serious disease, and there's a pandemic going on. You know, you can't afford to risk it being around any of these players. But how do you lead a team under those circumstances? Well, I'm hoping. Obviously, I mean, we're not doctors, we're not the experts. But I'm assuming he's had those conversations with them. And I'm sure they told him what he can, he can't do it, what he should and shouldn't do. Um, but even like today, like we saw, what what was it like? Nine teams apparently had to shut down for practice. Right. Yeah. They got to take this real serious. I mean, obviously we don't know what they're doing as far as protocol is concerned, but yeah, that's a good point, Paul. I didn't even think about that. They got to. He's really, he's really in a tough situation with that. I, I just Damn. don't really I don't see think about him that. coaching this whole season. Yeah. That's sort of like where I'm. Like I don't see how that would happen yeah I, I, and i understand that it's like mm. stay active this is an incredibly stressful job mm-hmm. that requires a lot of time well shit look look at what he's been doing in the offseason yeah and he had mentioned he, before, coach a game he had mentioned that like um I, I believe he had mentioned something along the lines of he was told like when it when there will be rough patches mm-hmm. and he was like he doesn't know how he'll be handling those he cannot be coaching football I'm looking at the schedule right now. Uh, man, you guys are going to have to help me out because I'm kind of losing track of what parts of the country right now are the, the most, like the, the most highest populations of, or the most highest numbers of this, uh, of COVID. I, well, at least we ain't got to go down to Florida. I don't know, but they're going to Arizona week two, and that's, you know, that's COVID ah. central, bro. That's a, that's a yep, they're in yep. Ohio the week after that for the Browns. I think Ohio's doing better, but then D.C. or they're in D.C. for the Ravens game. Then they're home again versus L.A. They're in New, they're in New York. So I guess I don't know, man. It's it's a bad situation all around. I mean, Look, no matter where you go, you're gonna be at risk. So this season, they just this season it. ain't getting finished. I'm gonna I will say that right now. The NFL season will not get finished. Once the teams start traveling, this shit is getting shut down. I'm I'm, I'm pretty confident in that. Because well, right. I, I think what's going to end up happening I'm, is they're going to try to find ways to travel in like mm-hmm. shorter time periods. So like you don't arrive in places. Maybe you arrive um, the it's day traveling. before. They already, Cliff, they already put it in. It's like travel, you're traveling the same day of the game. There's no more leaving Friday or Saturday or something like that. All it takes. I'm almost certain that's what they're doing. Is all the one, yeah. What the fuck would happen to, if there's one Cardinals team? One team that's like the Marlins, one team that's like the Cardinals. You, how, what are you going to do? I mean, it's not really much you can do. Besides, shut it down. You can't like play it. double headers in football. Hell no, definitely not. It's fucking. Well, didn't they already say people traveling? People are going to get before COVID. the team. Paul, correct me if I'm wrong. Before they went back to camp, didn't they say they were setting it up? Um, as far as the scheduling piece, like if something happened with COVID or if there was a COVID outbreak, like. There were certain weeks early on in yeah. the season where people's bye weeks were lined up, something like that. I think that the rumor was, I and I don't think story. this has ever been confirmed by the NFL, but 
the rumor was that they would cancel the first four weeks. You know what I'm saying? And that's why they tried yeah. not to schedule as many division games in the first four. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. had Philly week yeah. one, so I don't know how that's going to look. Maybe what they do is they shift that first four to the January and they push the rule back to March or something like that, I guess. But, I mean, they're not pushing the shit back. This shit's already, like, the wheels are in motion. This season's starting in three weeks. Shit, you heard Jerry Jones. He said, we coming with a full stadium. Fuck what y'all talking about. Yeah, you hear no your way. man, hey, you hear, you, you hear your man Jerry with the, we're going to leave one door open to use a, like a, a vacuum situation kind of? You hear that? Nah, what he, he said? Some dumb shit. I, it's not word for word, but he said something like, if you open one large door at Jerry World, it acts like a vacuum and it'll suck out the virus. I was like, what kind of shit is this? Are you serious? <laughs> you fucking serious? I can't believe y'all didn't say that. I did see him quote some. He said something about um, the air condition is going to help the situation. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> hey, man, listen. Oh, Cliff, you didn't hear him I say that, not, Cliff? Nah, because my week has been all fucked Jerry up. Said that, Jerry said the AC is A1, so they're going to be good at, at Jerry's world, man. The, the thing about MLB and NFL is because of the kind of people involved in these leagues, I am highly skeptical that the majority of these people actually think COVID is real. Like, we talk about NFL and MLB. I found a quote for you, Cliff. Jerry goes, think of fresh air. Think of openness. Think of a lot of room. A lot of space. Now, that's the way football is played. (laughs) What was the question? It's it's elements. It's air. It's airflow. The question was, what makes him so confident that the Cowboys can have fans at AT&T Stadium? Oh, my God. He's talking about air, airflow, movement, air conditioning, leaving the room. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, yeah, That's man. unbelievable. Yeah, bro. That's what Jerry said. It really raises the question, like, <clears throat> how did somebody get rich with these simple-ass ideas? Like, Jerry, you are a billionaire, and that was your – that was – and Jerry does a radio show every week. You had time to think he about does. it. And that's what you said on live I can't TV? Be- I can't believe he does a radio show every week. That's well, you so know, we weird. hadn't heard much from Jerry this offseason. Jerry just finally started speaking. Yeah, yeah. Because a lot of people wanted him to talk about the George Floyd situation and his no, players no. and all that stuff. No, yeah. his players. I don't, I don't think you all really wanted him to speak about George Floyd. Right. <laughs> you might be asking <laughs> Jerry to talk about it. I'm not sure you want to hear what Jerry wants to, has to think about yeah. George Floyd there at Gerald McCoy. I'm not really sure you want to hear what he has to say about that. Right. I'll never forget the picture of Jerry Jones taking a knee three years ago, <laughs> and he's looking right into the camera like this is the office and shit. Like breaking the third wall. I'm like, They're breaking the like, third wall, bro. Yeah, he's like, look what you niggas got me into, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> he was looking right at Trump. He was looking right at Trump. <laughs> you owe me for this one, buddy. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, yeah, this Marcus ball shit has got us. Stop. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that man. I don't know <laughs> nothing about Cuz. Never heard of him. <laughs> Never heard of him. Dog. That's why when Paul when Paul first said Marcus ball in the chat, I thought he was talking about some other thing. <laughs> I never heard of him. I was like, who the fuck is Marcus Ball? I didn't even know we signed that dude. I had no idea. No idea. No, nah, I'm like, damn, our tight ends suck. That's what I'm like. I mean, they have been talking about Logan Thomas. Like, did y'all listen to JP today? Nah. 
Yeah, man. Apparently, like, they're scheming up a lot of stuff for Logan Thomas and not just, like, split out or in line. Like, they're moving around a lot. I Do you remember when I told y'all he was, I thought he was going to have a good season? <laughs> yeah, you did say it. You did call it. <laughs> because he's a really good athlete. Yeah. He, he just moved is. the tight end. Yep. Like, he just moved it. We've seen people transition to that position. Mm-hmm. He looks like he could do it. Mm-hmm. So just hasn't played the position enough. That's all. Just hasn't played enough. I might. I mean, I might take him in fantasy. <laughs> I mean, he's only playing tight end for like two years now, three years maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he yeah, hasn't been in offense where they know how to use him. I mean, definitely not in Detroit. They didn't reuse him like in uh, exotic ways. Same thing in Buffalo. He was just another guy out there. Yeah. He probably just wasn't really ready to even be out there for it. Right. True. True. Have you heard uh, your boy uh, Sprinkle? He's playing on the third team, and they said he's not even really standing out on the third team. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Finley said that a few See days ya. ago. See ya. Wow. Didn't know that, bro. Yeah, but man, this was an opportunity for Sprinkle, man. Like, what are you doing? But, but no knock it at Sprinkle. Cliff said he had played better last year, and I guess he did, but the bar was awfully low. Like, I never really saw anything in Sprinkle that was like, yeah, he might be a serviceable third tight end. Like, to me, he's replacement level. Like, you could sign something off the street, not saying that Yo, has the measurable, but he could be as good as him. Yeah, we definitely drafted him. Why did we draft him? Why did we draft him? That's a good question. Because what does he do? What round did we take him? Do you remember? It was late. It was definitely like I, mean, I, know, I don't think it was like fourth round. Nah, it couldn't have been. Because I think it was the same year as P. Ryan. I, I believe the same year as P. Ryan. And P. Ryan was the fourth round pick. Fifth round. Fifth round. Okay. Fifth round. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, he's not good at anything, folks. <laughs> Doesn't excel you blocking. You're not, you're right. <laughs> it's like, why are you out here? Yeah. Just, just a body. You're non-blocking, non-catching, Tight It's just the fact that he's like 6'5", 260. Clearly, they think, oh, well, size. Maybe he does have some potential, but he's just done nothing. Listen, when when, when the quarantine is over, there are going to be plenty of bars that need bouncers. <laughs> 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 My bad, Sprinkle. I shouldn't even be talking about Sprinkle like that. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> but look, I thought he did play better towards the end of last year. But the bar wasn't high. Yeah. Because he couldn't catch shit this yeah. time. We saw him put a, several wide open passes from Haskins on the ground. One of the Haskins' yeah. better so, plays last year that uh, me, uh, that counted. Uh, remember that play versus Carolina where he broke a sack? Mm-hmm. Was left. It was That's a third and head and hit, sprinkled right between the eight and seven. He dropped Literally. it or joined like shit. I'm like, you stink. <laughs> you just stink. <laughs> like your quarterback goes through all that and you just drop it. Come on, bro. You know he's having a good camp. Uh, Strowman is having a great camp. Mm-hmm. I had forgotten about him to a degree because he was hurt since like, the first week last year. He never played. I didn't forget about him. Greg Strowman and uh, Danny Johnson. Those were two young pups. Danny's still there, is too. Danny Johnson? Is he? Danny yeah. played last year towards the end of last year. I feel like he was better as a rookie than he was last year when he got a chance to play. No, but, I agree with that. But, uh, yeah, no, he, he's still around, but Strowman – I think everybody assumes that that slot rolls in the go to Jimmy, and it probably will. But don't forget about Strowman. He's still here, and he was uh, not highly touted coming out, but everybody thought that he's a guy who definitely could carve out a niche in the NFL. He just didn't get a chance to play last year. 
Right. Well, you know, the only thing I will say is our receivers aren't the greatest group. <laughs> so I need to see you in the Eagles game. Yeah, against real competition. Because when the bullets are flying. You strapping Trey Quinn. Don't mean a damn thing. Really <laughs> it's just not really impressing me. Um, all the corners, whether it's him or Darby, because they say Darby's having a good camp, right? Hey, shout to Darby, man. PG <laughs> County. Shout to Darby. Yeah, y'all didn't mention one, but he's going to be on my list of disappointments. I'm pretty sure you guys will figure it out soon because he's one of my guys. Are you talking about 31? <laughs> he changed his number. Did he really? Sure did. That might be the problem. <laughs> Wait, what's his number no, now? Not... 25. What? That's a bum corner number. That Kevin Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> Who's a good corner that wore 25? Eric Davis? Sherman. 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 Oh, my bad. Definitely my bad. Sure. Oh, he... Damn, my bad, Sherman. Chris you Harris. wears 25? Chris... Okay, I take that back. Take it back. <laughs> My bad. You know what's funny, it's though? is because people have been saying, we got to get Bryce Love out of 35. So I was kind of scanning the 20 to see who might get cut. So he can take his number. <laughs> Bryce Love looked good at 25, though. Yeah, cut this Yeah, we got to get Bryce out of that 35, man. That shit looks terrible, bro. That shit looks awful. It looks dog. fucking terrible. <laughs> look like a look like like a body a camp body. Oh shit! That number on. Remember when they had Chris Thompson wearing thirty seven? Like early in his yeah. career, I, I, I was like, get that. Chris Thompson at a thirty seven, man. He ain't Larry Centers. Seriously, man. Especially for these low ass running backs, they can't be wearing no thirties. Come on, bro. Fucking, you can't be wearing no damn thirty five. You just look slow, right? <laughs> Who the fuck is 35? Right. Why? What the hell's going on with Chase Young? Got sore hip flexors. What's going on here? You got a what? I guess the hip flexors. I don't know. We just got here. (laughs) He did. I don't think anybody actually realizes that he's been out for that long, but it has been a while. He hasn't practiced. I think that's where I'm at with Sadiq, though. If you miss another week of practice, bro, what you going on, Puck? The fuck? Oh yeah, oh yeah, you should be. I don't like. This is a problem. Man. Yeah. I, I don't really know. He's if, the one that needs to work. I don't really know if I think that Sadiq or Chase are guys that don't take care of their body, so I'm not as concerned. Um, but yeah, as far as like Chase Young goes, he's gonna come back when he comes back, and when he does. He'll be in the rotation, and we'll He'll see be then. But Sadiq Charles is, is squandering a chance to actually start this year. Actually, I would say at this point, he's definitely not going to start. Yeah, he oh, can't. No, absolutely no. Yeah. yeah. So we're, we're looking at Jerron Christian rolling out there week one. Hey, listen, listen. That is Paul's nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> right? Nick has been shitting on Jerron Christian <laughs> since the day we drafted him. Like the day we drafted him. <laughs> Paul has been shitting on Teron Christian for two straight years. Why is this nigga here? Why is this nigga here? He's out there looking like a big gump ass nigga. <laughs> <laughs> who the, who's the left tackle for the who did who the dude the Browns took? I'm sorry, not the Browns, the Ravens. This is the kid from Oklahoma, right? Oh, I forgot his name. Because um, remember, because remember, we could have drafted that dude. Oh, fuck, hold on. For the Browns, you said Orlando, Orlando Brown. Yeah, Brown. Yeah. yeah. He is a dog. 
And all and Paul was like, why didn't we take Brown? Why the fuck was Jerron Christian here? This makes no sense. He can't help us. Welp. Look at us. We are. Look at us. All because while only benching, what, he benched like two and a nickel like seven times and you weigh 335 pounds. That's scary. But I you did what? Remember Orlando Brown <laughs> on the, tw- um, the oh, Orlando Brown bench yeah, at the uh-huh. combine? He only did like eight reps. Yeah. Which is crazy considering you weigh 335 pounds. You know what I'm saying? But I've seen the tape. You know what I'm saying? Hey, not to stay on the Ravens, but they have Orlando Brown at Ronnie Stanley as booking tackles. <laughs> For the next eight to ten. How they're looking like Samuels and Jansen. Yes. Oh. Although you see Lamar's injured. I saw that. Yeah. They said he's back in practice tomorrow, though. So here's better, what better, better protect him, hamstrings, boy. You're going to need him. Right. Here's what I'll say about Christian, though, because I'm willing to say that I was wrong. And it's the same thing I've been say, uh, complaining about with Abney. I haven't been patient. I haven't been patient because I want them to contribute. I want to see something. But both of them were kind of like project, especially Abney. Abney was really a guy who just started playing safety. Um, mm-hmm. But – now you're seeing Jerron Christian getting a chance to play. He's probably going to be the starter. And I haven't really heard that he's been that bad. Same thing with right. Apke. Apke, I mean, he, he needs to figure out his angles. I think he's fast enough and definitely is a is a, a uh, instinctual player. He just takes the wrong angles. And maybe part of that is just like you're not used from playing 20 years off the ball. Rivera but, pointed right, out yep, Christian yep, had, yeah. had two great weeks of practice, man. So yeah, so he must be doing something. I, I, I'm hoping <laughs> that I was wrong, and I'll be happy to be wrong if they end up being good players, you know? Oh, absolutely. That would be fucking crazy if Jerron Christian is actually good. That'd be fucking wild. <laughs> you know how wild that would be? We, we basically, as a fan base, gave up on him Yeah. after like a half of football. What was the game? He got thrown into it. He's game. out there just whiffing, like, what the fuck are yeah, you doing? Cause... <laughs> like, motherfucker, move your legs. <laughs> Pull him in the face, like, get this thing off the fucking field. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Antonio Gibson. Yes, they sir. He's looking fucking amazing. That's that's what's up. Hey, man, so, look. When you look at his highlights and just his build, man, he, I mean, obviously he can play receiver, but he has the build of a running back. Like, yeah. And y'all I, know how Saquon got them tree trunk legs. Like, that's like Gibson running that ball. I saw when he broke through on one play and can't run like that. He looks like he can actually be special, man. Gibson is a game. Yeah. Breaker. He might be special. Yeah. Shout out to Antonio Gibson. The motherfucker won the money on DraftKings last year. <laughs> <laughs> he is explosive. Hey, man, don't forget Bryce Love, too, man, because that might be our one-two oh. punch in 2021, bro. Let's speak on that real quick, man, because... I'm going to go ahead and say those two are my guys, by the way. I just want to know that. <laughs> Antonio Gibson was who I wanted in the draft. Bryce Love over Geis. You did say that. Here the fuck we go. Here the fuck we go. I mean, the <laughs> GPS took you a, a different turn on that Geist versus Love joint, but you still got to your destination. Yeah, that, uh, that nigga went off the deep end. <laughs> yeah, Jesus, wow. God. But if they work out, if Love is what we think he could be and Gibson is like the complimentary explosive player that can do it all, then you really have some weapons for Haskins. And that's important because based on what we've been hearing, the only person really doing anything in camp from a receiver aspect is McLaurin. Sims Jr. Sims Jr. showing up. Yeah, no, Sims Jr. for sure. And I like what I'm hearing about Sims Jr. and uh, Gibson in the same scheme, I guess. 
with the offense going lateral a lot. They said a lot of motions, a lot of pre-snap stuff, like good scheme ways to get people open because it can't be the same old, same old that Gruden was doing. We're going to have to mix it up and throw some different looks at defenses if we want to move the ball this year. Like like you mentioned earlier, with when they lined up Logan Thompson, Logan Thomas, at quarterback and stuff, like you got to throw a little trickery in there with his offense, man, because clearly the, the receiving core is not the best, as we know. So if we could use all these backs, especially with McKissick, I've seen, I've seen a few tweets from Rhiannon Walker and all those people from the Athletic talking about McKissick. When he get the ball, it's to the house, so. Well, uh, I think it was – who was it? It was Bullock. Mark Bullock wrote a really interesting piece on The Athletic this week. Uh, I think he compared – I believe it was the Patriots offense and somebody else and compared it to what Scott Turner should be doing here. Yeah. And a lot of – I think it was it's 32 personnel. No, that's not 32. Either way, whatever three wide, two running backs is, that's the personnel they run a lot of New England. And that should be offense that we should be looking for. A lot of uh, – quick stuff, a lot of, a lot of rhythm stuff, a lot of moving running backs around and getting the ball in different ways. Like That's something I think we definitely should be doing, especially with the depth at running back right now and guys who can do multiple things in that role. Definitely something that I w- that they should be investing in, like teaching that to Haskins and implementing that in the offense. But oh, This is all I'm going to say about Bryce Love. If he's healthy, this guy's going to kill. Mm-hmm. There's no question. He was a first-round pick talent. Yeah. There is no question in my mind. If he's healthy, he's killing. He will be the number one back. Period. Hey, Rivera by said. Week, by, hey, Clay, by week you, four, you he will be the lead back. Today, Rivera said he's an every down back. Yes. Every down back. He's a special player, man. Yep. He's a special player. He had a shitty <clears throat> the year that he got injured. Didn't do that great because the the team just wasn't good. Everybody was keen on him. Quarterback stunk. Oh, line wasn't that good. The year before, he was a fucking dog. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. <laughs> nah. I'm, <coughs> yeah. I'm very optimistic about our running backs. And we're going to need them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. You know what else has been looking good? Or I've heard has been looking good. Uh, even though Ron Rivera dogged him out the other day, Wes Martin. They said he has a lock on that left guard spot. And that's a relief because, you know, along with the tackle, I think left guard was something that we weren't sure about. You didn't know for sure if he could count on him to be that guy moving forward. So to hear that he has stepped up and kind of claimed that spot, that's a relief. That's that's good to hear. Hey, that's cool. huge. Yeah. Not, even just for the simple fact that we allowed Eric Flowers to go, like, Right, you didn't want that to be another huge hole in your old line. I mean, clearly we all banking on the right side to be okay, but Whoa, if, if we keep, we... If, no, let me finish. If we keep it hundred. More than most sucks. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm at the point now where he's fucking trash. Can even start looking for a right tackle as well. So that's good to hear about West, man. Seriously. I tweeted that this week. I was like, oh, we need to actually start talking more about Morgan Moses not being the starter here. Yeah, man. And so everybody was like, replace him with who? I'm like, anybody. Replace him. With a goddamn pylon. I don't care. <laughs> the pylon's not going to fucking false start, and it's not going to hold people. Hey, it might get to the point where Rivera goes with Christian at left and puts uh, Cornelius to Lucas be. at right. Uh, right. I- I've been hearing if some Moses bad things about Cornelius Lucas, man. Uh-huh. I mean, that only means much. He's going to be here. I'm sure he's going to make the team, but I don't know if it would be him. It might be Listen, Sadiq. Hey, look, I'm not it saying he's the answer, but hey. We know Moses is good for three or four holding penalties. I mean, Lucas got to be able to do something. Listen, 
I don't care what Lucas looked like. <laughs> you can't convince me he works for Moses. There's no goddamn way. <laughs> the thing about Moses is we've never really talked about his job ever being in jeopardy. Never. He has been terrible for three years. Signed that deal. He's been flying under the radar, bro. That's one of the wildest it's things. Wild. That's one of the wildest things that this fan base has kind of like just not talked about. Because he's been bad for a couple of years, but people are just now being like, does Morgan, Morgan, Morgan Moses stink? I'm like, yes, he stinks. He hasn't been good. Like, what are y'all talking about? He's Get like this that. motherfucker off the field. You are a pain in our ass. Our offense already can't move the ball. Then we get a fucking first down. Holding. Great play. Oh, guess who held? Of course. 76. 76 offense. <laughs> and then this thing, if you just. Illegal hands when to I the think face. of Morgan Moses. 76 <laughs> offense. When I think of Moses, all I envision is him <laughs> saying, like, looking at the ref. Like, what do you mean holding? Like, that's every time. Because he, he gets called for holding. Then claims he didn't hold. Then they show the replay and he's dragging. They show the replay. The <laughs> like, come on, son. Turns out this nigga tackled oh. Derek Barnett. <laughs> oh, shit. I just, I hope he plays well, man. Yeah, he's man, because we need him. He's the vet oh, on the line. God, Step up, right? God damn it. Shit. If you're supposed to be the leader of our own line, then our own line stinks. Yeah. Oh, I hate getting on this podcast every single week and talking about 76. Get your shit together, bro. Please. <laughs> Come on, man. I, I actually feel bad because we have made this a weekly segment. Oh. And... Hey, that's going to be the segment for the season, bro. <laughs> this week on Morgan Moses. <laughs> yeah, we might have to, man. I want the guy to play well. Oh, shit. Local, local guy. Yep. Like we rooting for like you, we bro. don't want you to be bad, bro. But god damn <laughs> it sucks because you heard the things going to the camp, they lost 20 pounds the yep. first week. I'm looking at clips, he's getting bulldogged by fucking Ryan Kerrigan. I'm like, my <laughs> guy, come on. Kerrigan, like get this slight work out my way, bro. <laughs> Kerrigan been busting his ass in camp for three years, dog. Years. Years. Like killing Moses. Do you guys find it strange that John Bostic is the starting or is getting the starting reps next to Holcomb and not somebody else? No, because I feel like they're bringing, bringing Ruben along slowly, and I'm kind of glad they're doing that. Like, let him get his legs back on him. Get oh, him yeah, absolutely. Throw him out there. Wait, he's starting where? In most of the um, nickel looks, it's uh, – I'm sorry, it's Holcomb and it's Bostic, and the nickelback is uh, Moreland. Instead of having a third linebacker, not Thomas Davis, well, not Ruben Foster, not Sean Sean Dion Hamlin, who I heard had a hell of a practice this weekend. Yeah, he had a good. Let me tell you right now, a couple of days for Sean Dion. I seen I seen the Rivera had to tell him to chill. Yeah, because he closed line and shit out McKissick. He did because he's fucking people up out here. Yeah. <laughs> he probably blown like dog. Hard. You're not gonna have me starting. Watch this. Rivera, like, we ain't got no weapons. Why you hitting him? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, nah, bro, come on. But Sean listen, Dion, I think Bostic, he's trying to get a job, though, man. I get it. Right. Come on, don't kill your own fucking teammate, bro. Listen, man. Damn. It's football. Got to hit people. Absolutely. Like, but Bostic struggles in coverage. So he's going to lose his job. Yeah. He can be there now. Great. When fucking Miles Sanders runs right past his ass. <laughs> 
He won't be there anymore. Screen, <laughs> screen for 75. It's very simple. Fucking comes out, runs an angle route, goes 60 yards. Boston, Boston, can't. Boston looking like Will Comp and trailing shit. Oh, my God. That, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> we've had some really bummy linebackers since London left, haven't we? We've had some, we've had some, we've had some bummy linebackers since London left and bummy free safeties since Sean T passed. Yeah. Yep. Let's keep it up. me more. Those days are over. Troy Apke, baby. Troy season. Troy is my my camp positive. Okay, the right, the right big story. Hey, Cliff, my man, Troy. Cliff, I'm hoping you're right, bro. But I pray we are not a false basement around week four. And Cliff gonna look at me and you fall like, all right, we gotta get him off the field, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Cliff, you better <laughs> listen, man. I root for Aki, though, man. I really am root for him. Here's what I'll say about Aki. I've kind of just given up on thinking that he could actually. Stick with Deshaun week one. He's going to get beat. But everybody gets beat by Deshaun. But if he goes to Arizona week two and is getting dogged by Andy Isabella, I'm going to flip the table. I swear to God, bro. But why is he getting dogged, dog? Why do you think he's I'm getting I'm just dogged, saying. Dog? I'm just saying. I'm, I'm, I'm giving him a hard time. I hope he plays well. They made one of the best plays of secondary made all season last year. That interception for San Francisco. Did he, he definitely did. That was a hell of a play. Definitely was. Yeah. Definitely was. Hell of a play. Hey, not to, not to get on the Eagles too soon yet, but Cliff, they said your man Rieger up there looking like a dog. Jalen oh, Rieger. Well, Him and you, Sean you can, outside? Oh, my God. You can book Rieger. Well, first of all, that don't count because I don't trust your corners ever. Your corners, you think our corners have always sucked? <laughs> Basically, after, what's his name? What they have, Asante? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their corners have basically sucked for like five years. Right. Remember how boosted they were for Sidney Jones? Remember that? Yep. They were talking about about trading Sidney Jones. They thought Sidney was a steal because he's coming off that injury. Drafted him. He fucking stinks. Straight bummy. So if Rager, I don't care. I don't need to hear about Eagles receivers having good camps. You should have a good camp. I've seen your DBs. (laughs) With first of DBs. (laughs) (laughs) Jenkins is gone to safety? Yeah. Listen, I know what what they got. They got what's his name from... Detroit, but I don't. I'm not a big slave fan because I've seen him get cooked on many an occasion. Seventeen gave him work. Shout out McLaurin. So, nah, I'm sure. I'm sure Rieger is, but you can pretty much book him for a hundred yards week one. Oh yeah, definitely. Because we know rookies. We like to make rookies very famous. Yep. I know we're getting off topic here, but the thing about Rieger that I don't trust, and this is my problem with a lot of things you hear through training camps, especially this one where you, there's no preseason to actually see it for yourself for the most part. I think one of the tw- first tweets I saw was like, oh, he's a blend of Jeremy Macklin and Deshaun Jackson. I was just like, well, that's impossible. Nobody could be. Like, <laughs> like what you're saying right now, it, it physically is impossible. They're two totally different players. Right. But also these kind of tropes that you hear coming out of camp, oh, this guy's in the best shape of his life. This guy is hungry for a new contract and he's Hoping to play up to his potential. I'm like, nigga, I'll see you week one. We'll see. What's up? <laughs> right. right. He, he wearing Macklin number. That's the only thing that you can compare him to. He wearing that 18. A little weak-ass comparison. He's no Macklin, bro. <clears throat> I think he's but, also wearing the same yeah. number that Doyle Greenbeckham was wearing, just by the way. So Greenbeckham wore 18? I think he wore 18 at Macklin left. Old bum ass. 
That was, that was definitely man. my guy. <laughs> that was Corey's guy. So we gotta take him. Like, I don't know, Corey. He's like Corey. The guy can't Three seem to not. The guy can't seem to not commit a crime, Corey. <laughs> All you need to know is this nigga's Wikipedia page. It says personal life. The personal life is one paragraph. paragraph. <laughs> the next one says legal, legal issues. issues. It's five. <laughs> <laughs> Android says on date X arrested oh on this God. date. That's your guy. I was like, there's no way. Damn, green. No way. Up. No way. Off the field trade wreck. I, I just kind of scanned through it. They're all drug charges. Like he kicked. He there was uh the pregnant girl that he kicked. Oh God oh, damn! Yeah. Wow, and I remember yeah. that now. Yeah, yeah. That's why they kicked him out of school. All right. Fucking the dumb. biggest star in like the history of the state. Goes to the state school, they kick them out. Jesus, that's all you need to know. Yeah, that's about Dora Green Beckham. I didn't even know he's from Missouri. Him, Damn. Oh, yeah, yeah. You remember he was the biggest star in the history of state? Well, he, he didn't. He didn't end up actually playing for Oklahoma at all, did he? Nope. Nope. Damn. Oh, they drafted. Anyways, they drafted another waste of talent. Wait, what year was that? Dog, they drafted him in 2015. That seems like it was 15 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And they could. Never did anything. How long he spent one year in, in he spent one year in Tennessee, one year in Philly. He was out of the league. Grand opening, grand closing. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but um, nah. Back to Afki. Look, man, we have been searching for a free safety for a while. We have had some terrible players at free safety. We've had terrible vets. We've had terrible rookies. You fucking Kenyon Rambo out there. Reasons I still don't understand. We can start game one, got his ass shredded. Shredded. We, he, he shouldn't even have been out there, destroyed the guy's confidence. He never recovered. <laughs> Aki has physical ability. So let's just give it a chance. Until <laughs> so he can cook on that post route. Then he can Damn, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, nigga, no, I'm, so, I'm, I'm serious though, because I'm hoping it works out. Trust me. He has the I mean he runs a four three. He has the ability, you know, like he's a good tackler. He just takes shitty angles. And right. as a free safety, you cannot take shitty angles, bro. Yeah. The last line yes. of defense. Yes. And he, he also is a bad tackler, kind of. But In the that, open I think, field, I, think I, that, I think that also has to do with the angles. Because he's never hitting anybody square because he's taking a bad angle. Yes. Yeah, but guys, the guy needs playing time. <laughs> so let's just let the guy play. But every, this is my thing. You know my thing with shit like PFF. is people like to pick and choose <laughs> when they reference someone's PFF grade. <laughs> right? Like, we'll hear about one player's PFF grade, and they're like, yeah, he's great. Then they'll be like, oh, this player, he's not good. But then I go see his PFF grade, and it's 80. <laughs> Didn't Apke have a good PFF grade? I feel like he yeah, did. Yeah, he did. Point. He did. So what is? Shouldn't we be optimistic? I don't. My thing is like I don't understand where the pessimism is coming from. People are talking about all the flaws he has. It's like the guy's barely played. So let's just give him a chance. Fuck, we had to fucking watch Madu Williams, man. Hey, <laughs> don't hate on Madu. Why? I'll hit them all I want. <laughs> I, I still have pictures in my head of Victor Cruz running Victor past the six. 
<laughs> in, a, in, that, in a game we should have won if it wasn't for oh. Anyways, I was saying give the guy a chance. I think um, I think we're gonna. I think he's gonna surprise you all, man. I really do. And you wrote him off too. Mm-mm-mm. And I'm not gonna make this a race thing when it comes to Troy Athlete, folks. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. But like I said before, I don't understand how people could be optimistic about Sean Davis and then pessimistic about Apke. That's all. Well, now I hear you I've on seen that. Sean Davis play. Seen it, get He's it, not good. He's burnt chicken. Like, I saw him play. Yeah, he didn't play well. I haven't really seen. I haven't seen. Aki has not played enough for me to have to be for me to be negative about it. I actually have we even heard anything about Sean Davis in camp? No, yeah, he, he's running with the twos. I saw he dropped the picklet yesterday or the day before yesterday. Yeah, does right. They, they really giving Aki a look with these ones. That basically tells me they know what they got in Sean Davis, so they want to see if they can get something out of Aki. Is there anybody else you haven't really heard from that you thought you might? I haven't really heard much from AGG to be honest with you. AGG been making a couple plays. I mean, it hasn't really stood out in camp, but right, it hasn't been many people standing out on the offensive side of the ball. Regard anyway, you know, I'm not AGG. worried about AGG because this year it seems like a, a bad year to be a rookie wide receiver. Yeah. You know, it seems like a very bad year unless you're somebody that's going to get a ton of looks and uh, a lot of different uh, formations. But AGG is kind of pigeonholed to just being outside receiver. Like, how many balls is he really going to catch? <clears throat> What's going to we'll do AGG and, and Gibson good is they get this year under their belt. They finally get a real NFL offseason. Yeah. And then 2021, they can come out with the ball rolling. Yep. Same thing I said about uh, Thad Moss. You know, putting him mm-hmm. on, on IR. Uh, that's fine. Get your foot right. Get in the NFL weight room. Spend the winter working out. And I'll see you in 2021. Yep. That's That seems like the move for him. Because I, I he wasn't going to make the team anyway. I highly doubt it. I mean, I think he seems like a practice squad guy. He was just so behind. He hasn't been healthy since. Shit, he had the surgery right after what? LSU's championship yeah. game? Yeah. yeah. Did he even participate in the combine? I don't think he did. No, he didn't. Didn't. He couldn't. <laughs> Let's close it out with talking about Haskins. Might as well. Huh. Uh, I don't even know what to say, honestly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what's weird? I should have said this from the get-go. It's weird not having preseason because you're kind of just basing your assumptions about how these players look by Twitter and yeah. what people <laughs> – uh, highlights that people post. There's not really any games to watch for yourself where you can make your own judgments on how a player is looking. Uh, and we've heard a lot of positives and negatives from Haskins. I think one of the themes that I've heard, we talked about this earlier, was he usually starts to practice slow and heats up. So, I mean, I guess fine, I guess, because I, you know, last year at the same time, he was looking pretty pedestrian from start to finish of practice. He wasn't getting any reps and the reps he was having weren't great. Uh, but it's encouraging. It's just yeah, – it's he needed an offseason, man. He really needed this offseason. He didn't have it. It's It just sucks that this year might be affected because something that's not his fault at all. And he really needs to have a good year because if his team goes 5-11 and 11 or 4-12 and 12 in his range to get another quarterback, he might lose his job. So – but we'll, we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, like I said, it's hard not – it's hard to actually evaluate what Haskins without just seeing what he can do. You know what? I, I kind of get the impression he might not be that good at practice. It's true. Like, I think there's a possibility he might not – he just might not be 
that good a player in practice, right? Like we've heard of some quarterbacks who light up practices. They used to say Sam Bradford used to fucking cook during practice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like every every stop he's been, that's why they that's why the coaches would always give him the chance to start because they would practice and he would fucking cut carve up the defense. And they get to Sunday, and he's fucking terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Deer in headlights. Yeah, I mean, you remember I used to be a Sam Bradford guy. Yeah. Boy, he just couldn't stay healthy. But he might not be a good practice player. Plus, we don't know what, like, a lot of the tweets, man, it's kind of annoying. Like you said, Paul, like, you'll see Finley tweet, like, Haskins with another pick or Haskins with nowhere to throw. But we don't know what type of combinations they're using in the practice. Like, right. They could be using second, third string linemen and they're getting their asses blown up by Chase and Sweat or Kerrigan. Like today they said he had a good practice, but they also mentioned they had what would be considered the starting old line out there. So it's like you gotta take that shit with a grain of salt, man. But as long as he's improving, understanding the playbook, I mean, we're we gonna find all that out in three weeks. So Right, right. It's just it's hard. It, I can't given he hasn't really had an offseason. Yeah. New offense. Receivers, new offense. Receivers are shaky at best. What's he supposed to look like in practice? Still a young kid. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what's he, like, what, like, it's, I expect their practice reports will be mixed. Mm -hmm. And that's what they've been. But, yo, we got a game in three weeks. So, yeah, I don't really give a shit about these reports. So that game, yeah, I think the overall optimism around Haskins from the fans is like very, very high, and it should be because I think that Haskins is going to break out. I really do. It may not be this year, but I do think once Haskins gets a fair shake and gets his footing right in the offense, and he gets a couple more weapons, that he's really going to blow up. I really do believe that. But I mean, it's okay for him to have a mixed results of the practice when he's only been practicing with his head coach and offensive coordinator for 10 days and didn't have an offense, it's fine. Literally. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to yeah, make it guys, seem like him having mixed reviews is bad news. It's fine. Like, it's to be expected. But the, only, the only thing is that the truth is he is under a lot of pressure. Yeah, he, he is. He is. If this season does not go well, he will not be the starter next year. Yeah. I'm pretty, I, I'll, like, if he does not play well or like show any like give them any reason to like believe in his future and let's say we go three and 13 oh yeah he's gonna be the quarterback yeah but like Rivera kind of mentioned man I think it's a stats thing they looking for from Haskins he talked about is he making the right decision like is he making the right read like don't be out here with deer and headlights like we seen with cousins back in the day and shit doing stupid shit like is he finding an open receiver or is he just staring down McLaurin every other play like as long as he's making good decisions, he got the offense going, no stupid-ass penalties, getting out the huddle, like, showing improvement each week. Like, that's all we could ask for because we know they're not going nowhere this year. One thing I want to say is – one thing I want to say is kind of uh, goes back to what Cliff just mentioned. I, I feel like Haskins might not be a great practice player. And part of that – because we both play football. I mean, when you're running uh, O versus Scout D or whatever, the coach asks you, just make the right read. Just make the read. Get the ball out of your hands. Like, Haskins does a lot of good stuff off script. You saw it last season. And mm-hmm. him getting in better shape and becoming more elusive and athletic in the pocket, you're going to see a lot of that. But in practice, yeah. he's just, 
I'm taking my seven step, my five step, my three step, and I'm going to throw the ball no matter what. I'm not trying my best to scramble out here because why would I? I'm trying to learn the offense. But come Sundays, he might scramble and hit somebody downfield and use his explosive arm to for a long touchdown. That could be something that's part of his game that you're just not seeing right now. Still trying to process the offense right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He'll be all right, man. Look, yeah. Big on big but I, 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 The only thing is he he has to start well, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Like, he cannot – it cannot be that we're, we come out here and oh, – um, We're owing even, – even 0-2 and you haven't played well. They're going to be asking the coach. Right? Like, if it's back-to-back weeks and we start, we go Philly – who do we play week two again? Arizona. So we go Philly, Arizona. We lose, right? Offense struggles. He doesn't play well. Going into that third game, his job will be talked about. He has, like, he cannot come out here playing terribly. He can't. People lose. They will have to bench him. Like, I, I, I think the, they'll have to at least conversate about benching him, which is its own. And if the conversation comes up about benching him, and we are on the Cow Allen, uh, let's start pulling up the prospects for 2021. Right. And then the year becomes a throwaway year, and they start focusing on Trevor Lawrence and Fields and, uh, and uh, trainings. Don't want it to get to that, but yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Well, I, you're right about that, Cliff, but you know, we need to see that. He was not impressive enough last year where he can come out this year again and have let's just say a season where he throws let's just say like 15 touchdowns like 15 16 picks something like that like oh that's like something like something yeah like we're something where he shows a little bit of promise but there's a lot of bad like no that's that's not even gonna be good enough like you need to show enough where they can look at you and be like this is a franchise quarterback. He may not be a upper crust guy, but he might be a guy that's, I don't know, 10 to 12 range as far as quarterback, somebody you can win with. Like, if you stink, it, we're washing our hands of you, and I can't blame them because they're trying to win games. Here. Right. They don't have time to babysit. They're trying to win games, and they didn't draft you. Yeah. Yep. 